Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Well, I've checked, I've double-checked, and I triple-checked. No, we didn't all take a bunch of drugs and then watch Smackdown. This is actually what happened. It's also one of the most bonkers wrestling shows we have had for ages. And also, hello, my friends. I am Simon from What Culture, And welcome to Ups and Downs, the show where we review sports entertainment. And look, we are positive peeps here. And we are trying to put positivity back into the world. So if you're a negative Nancy, well, you're also allowed to be here. Because that's the point about being a double P. Do the dance of joy, which also looks like a robot malfunctioning, lets up those doubts. But after we were welcome to Smack Down, Pat McAfee's music hit. He walked to the ring to say, oh, hello, I shall be your host for the evening. And if you had seen what happened earlier in the day, well, you knew. I still enjoy the fact that every time Michael Cole sees Pat, he just falls in love with him all over again. Whereas Corey Graves hates him. Kevin Patrick is somewhat there in the middle. McAfee also told us that SmackDown is the greatest show to ever grace planet Earth. And I was like, man, that is quite the call there, Patty boy. When, of course, he got interrupted by Austin Theory. Now, he was mad because McAfee had gotten the name of the show wrong because it's not called SmackDown. It's called Austin Theory Live. I was like, bro, that is categorically not true. I mean, you're an absolute liar. Theory then also told us he has unfinished business with Pat, and that is true given what happened at WrestleMania, when he started to mock college football, and he started to mock Aaron Rodgers. I was like, man, you are taking a very, very strange tangent. They were also dressed identically, and I thought the Spider-Man meme was going to come to life. This is when Austin Theory had a little bit of fun with this, because he was like, I look great and you look terrible, when, of course, Patty got the microphone and said, you think this is your show? No, it's not. It's the people's show. So everybody, and then we got it. If you smell what The Rock is cooking, and flipping Dwayne Johnson returned to the WWE. I ain't even kidding. Now, the pop for this was absolutely nuts to the point you have to go and see it for yourself. I mean, it was like some kind of genie had popped up in the arena and said, uh, hello, wrestling crowd. For one night only, you can eat all the pizza and it's going to be calorie free. Actually, to be honest with you, I would have cheered even louder to that. I love cheese on toast. As ever, The Rock also took about 78 years to get to the ring, but I totally understand it because, again, these people were going wild. And this was the first of the hilarious crowd reactions because they were chanting, holy shib, but I suppose whoever was running the damn thing was like, we can't have that on our TV. So all you heard was this. Holy... It was very distracting. This Austin Theory 2... He's having an amazing time because he is now tangled with Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, John Cena, and now the People's Champion. He also had that storyline where he stole a golden egg. 
mean, wrestling is very, very strange. Still, the dude could retire tomorrow and say he had a great career when he was all like, oh, hey, Dwayne, you're in my ring. I'm like, I can't stand it when wrestlers say this. It's categorically not your ring. I mean, it's blatantly owned by WWE. Given that he wouldn't go quiet either, The Rock then told him to shut his bitch ass up. That's it. Don't go on social media today. We got a new meme. Rocky then took his jacket off and he too was wearing a tank top. So I was like, why are all these people dressed the same? And you know the deal here. I mean, nothing much of anything happened, but we shall just talk about this for the next probably decade. Because again, the atmosphere was so, if you can believe it, electric. You can't help but buy in. Now, what I really liked is that we did allow Austin to go to the rock. It doesn't matter what you think. because You've got to give the guy something. It's when Johnson just cut off right away because he was like, no, actually, it does matter what The Rock thinks. I was like, why did nobody else do that? You completely negated the insult. This is when we got crowd hilarity part two because The Rock was like, right, you guys over here, you're going to chant you are. And you guys over here, you're going to chant asshole. Now, I got to see this because I was watching in the UK, but I've also seen the US feed. This was so funny because once again, you just heard this. You, hit <laughs> I mean, I understand why you got to do it, but it tickled me. Pat McAfee then jumped in to remind The Rock the show does only go two hours, so we better speed up, which was funny. When Austin jumped the people's champion, he got dropped. He got hit with the people's elbow once again. The reaction was totally, totally mad. Also, fair play to Mr. Johnson, because for a dude who hasn't been in the ring for a long-ass time, when he hit the ropes, he did kind of glide over them so he can still go. And, of course, you have to get all the beamy faces over. So Pat McAfee then dropped a people's elbow of his own onto poor Austin Theory. And my final thought was this was, man... I think Cody Rhodes is going to finish his story anytime soon. It also ties into the fact that Rock was a guest on Pat McAfee's show where they talked about the fact that he was going to be at WrestleMania 39 and then he wasn't. So maybe, just maybe, he'll be at WrestleMania 40. Now, if we get to Mania 40 and he's not there, I think we've got to wrap this up with a bow and put it in a lockbox. It is now or never. The ratings are going to be absolutely nuts. And listen, there's no two ways about it. Even if you don't like Pat McAfee or Austin Theory, you don't like The Rock, this just dragged you in because it's what wrestling is all about. People come out, other people go crazy, and you're like, man, where else can I see such entertainment? To the point, it doesn't just get an up, it gets a golden up. It was pretty damn fun. When WWE gave us Finn Balor versus AJ Styles, I was like, right, that's it. Somebody has definitely injected drugs into my drink. Otherwise, how the hell is this happening? Because Finn is a super bad guy now, he whipped AJ for a little while before Styles came back with this amazing tilt-a-world backbreaker. When they collided in midair with crossbodies. I've been telling you for the last few weeks, this is the new spot in wrestling. Everyone's doing it. Styles was up first, so Dominic Mysterio interfered. This is when Finn Balor went up to AJ and raped him in his eyes. I was like, man, bless you, Balor. 1980s moves for life. He was then able to reverse a Styles clash, but the two kind of fell outside. But when Ash was going to go for the phenomenal forearm, Damian Priest was here. He just grabbed Styles' foot. And finally, this was the referee was like, look, you idiots, you goobers, you can't do this. You've got to get out of here. You're pissing me off. This is when Smackdown just became shenanigans central, though. Because all of a sudden, Jimmy Uso was here. He doesn't like AJ Styles, so he attacked him. So Finn Balor, you, so much devastating moving on, a sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. And yeah, he got the one, two, three. So I was dying because it was the most WWE finish ever. And pull it down, there's a roll-up board. It goes up by one. But look, I can't get mad at Finn Balor and AJ Styles having the match. And I absolutely cannot get mad at Finn getting a win. It's 
especially because that rhymed. And as we know in this crazy thing called life, if something rhymes, it must be true. Giving it an app. It also kind of sums up WWE at the moment because you've got all these characters, but all their storylines are interlinking, which I do like, which is when we then got a total 180 because Reddit <laughs> must have booked the next segment. I mean, I was howling. Because after we saw The Rock and Pat McAfee chatting backstage, Pat was like, oh, somebody's behind you and you can't see him. And we had that big old moment with Rocky and John Cena. Now, they did the thing where they look at each other first, like, I don't like you. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't like you either but they secretly do like each other. And they did a big hug and Cena was all like, welcome home. It's like, man, I hope this isn't The Rock's home. He's been away for 10 years. He'd been outside. He'd be really cold. Now, of course, you would never greet anybody like this in your real life. Everyone just looks at their friend like, I'm going to give it 10 seconds before I am nice. When we got back into the stories, we cut to Jimbo Uso. Finn made sure to find him and be like, oh, thanks very much for helping me out there. And Uso was like, look, I only did it because you helped me last week. So now turn around, it's fair play. Let's go have a hug. This is when Balor was like, look, we'll get to the cuddling in a minute because you may have seen on Raw that we were trying to recruit Dre and maybe you would like to be in the Day of Judgment too. Now, at first, Jimbo was like, I ain't interested in this. But Balor was like, look, we don't even have any leaders in the Judgment Day, so nobody's going to try and manipulate you. Because he was blatantly trying to manipulate him. The funniest part of all of this, though, is the way they were done. Poor Heyman just snuck out of the shadows because he'd been listening and he called Roman Reigns because he is a massive snitch. I laughed out loud. It's just really creepy behavior and actually bring down the crime counter. I do think it goes up by one. You can't hide in the bushes. Once two people are having a conversation, you will absolutely get arrested. We shall get back to this later as well, because before that, the LWO were in the ring, which meant Rey Mysterio was here. So let's keep doing the wrestling maths. John Cena, The Rock, and Rey Mysterio were all on the same show. Honestly, I was waiting for the glass to break and go dun 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 did happen. Ray also spoke about how the fact when he did come to SmackDown a year ago, he was all sad because his condom had broken his heart. But now look, he had found the United States Championship. It belongs to him. And all of this is because of the LWO. <laughs> Ray, they are definitely going to screw you over. This is when Santos Escobar took the mic and he was like, oh, Mysterio, you're so great. I love you so much. And my dream is to face you in the match for that title. And I was like, Santos, that ain't your dream. You have totally made that up. He was just way too pleased for Ray, though. So again, he is going to murk him. This is where Mysterio also did this weird thing that only wrestlers do. He was like, how dare you challenge me for my championship? <laughs> I am, of course, kidding. We'll absolutely have this match. This is a lot of wasted passive aggressive energy. Now, this is when they got super good because you remember the deal. We've talked about it. Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits are now a thing. And even though WWE wants them to be heels, they are definitely good guys. Someone came up with the way to turn them into villains. Let me introduce Exhibit A. Because straight away, Bob reminded us that they are here to take on the competition. And if the LWO is the challenge, well, this is going to be super easy. Street Brothers also demanded some action. So we did get Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro taking on these guys. Honestly, it went 45 seconds. Ford and Dawkins hit that brand new finish. One, two, three. Now, between you and me, I would imagine the first segment did go a little bit long. And we had to cut some stuff. But who cares? It made the Street Profits look like badasses. I'm good with it. After this too, Bobby Lashley and his new pals basically beat up the entire LWO, including Ray. And yes, they got booze. So I was like, well done, WWE. You figured it out. 
and you didn't even need Professor Layton. So I really do think that we should take Lashley's group and make them the actual most devastating force in all of sports entertainment, because this will just work, and they look damn great. You can color me excited. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Giving it up. They're going to confirm that next year's Royal Rumble is going to be coming from Florida, so I suppose book your tickets now. When it was time for the Miz versus LA Knight. I was excited about this. They've done good work. Night was still crazy over, even though we had had that mega reaction for The Rock, which is a very good sign. And the crowd started to chant tiny balls. Because I'm a strange human, I was like, what do kids think this means? I mean, no parent is going, ha ha, little Charlie. They're talking about the Miz's testicles. So does a child think like they mean footballs? I need to know. They made sure to chop each other for a little while, so you got this noise. When LA decided to hit the Miz with a power slam and a neck breaker. He was trying to break his neck. This is where the Miz did get sad, though, so he chop-blocked La, which makes all the sense in the world. If you can't walk, you can't wrestle. Knight was then able to come back with a bulldog off the second rope for a one-two. Ooh, so the Miz was just like, right, I'm done with this. And he booted LA right in the head. I was like, yeah, that'll do it. He also whacked him right in the tum-tum, so I was having a great old time when he went for the skull-crushing finale. But LA Knight reversed it into a Russian leg sweep. I've already told you this, 1980s moves for life. And they both went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, but it didn't work. Now look, I know Finn was able to score with this earlier, and we'll talk about it again later, but this has been a bad week for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. I'm worried. This then continued to build until we got the finish you would expect because Knight was able to hit the blunt force trauma and he got the one, two, three. But I think this has done the world of good for both guys. It's just been an entertaining program. I also do believe it was setting up what was next because LA Knight got the microphone as he is wont to do when he started doing all of his catchphrases, which I very much enjoyed. And he said, listen, I'm in the top two and I'm not number two, which means he's number one. Forget all that though, because he also said he's gunning for gold and it doesn't matter if that's Gunther, it doesn't matter if that's Rey Mysterio, it doesn't matter if that's Seth Rollins and you damn right it doesn't matter if it's Roman Reigns. Now one, the crowd reacted massive to this, but two, that is now the second time we have teased something between the bloodline and LA Knight. Let me just examine my tootsie toes. I am pumped. We then tied it in again because we cut to the back and Paul Heyman and Sola Sokoa were watching LA Knight. So I'm sorry. 
This is absolutely getting an up. I like the match. And surely, come the rumble, we have to do this. I don't know what's going to happen. Given that we were with Heyman and Solo too, they started having a chat. Paul was like, listen, Roman Reigns hasn't given the order. You can't do nothing. When Sakao was like, well, actually, I do know what to do. And I'm going to finish this. And he just walked off. This is when Paul rang Roman again. If I was Roman Reigns, I'd be sick of this. I'd get on the phone. I'd be like, would you stop calling me? I'm trying to live my life. It's also important to point out they were talking about the fact that Jimmy Uso may be joining the Judgment Day. And that as of right now, he is not properly back in the line of blood. So look, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't understand this story. But for this week alone, I'm just leaving it because everything else was just so damn good. And then I genuinely laughed because literally, pretty deadly, rolled into Adam Pearce's office. And this is because Elton Prince still has a shoulder injury. I just love this kind of stuff in wrestling. Even Adam Pearce was like, why are you in a wheelchair, you absolute buffoon? You've hurt your shoulder, you're able to walk. Him and Kit Wilson then went on about how they work in an unsafe environment and they should never have got hurt and all of this is baloney before they went, yeah, boy. And they just left. Now, look, I'm just pleased they are back on TV. I hope that his injury is healing up and they can go again soon. They're a very, very good tag team. But they're very, very silly. Goofy wrestling for life. The Kai was then also trying to big up Bailey because she was about to have a match with Oscar. And she essentially said to her, you can't lose Bales. Otherwise, everyone is going to think you're a loser. So she lost. It's also very handy because it was then Bailey versus Oscar. I really liked it. The winner was obvious because Oscar is going after EO Sky next week, so you were never going to have Bailey here. But we do keep throwing Shotzi into the mix because she scares Bailey. Now, I don't really know why, because all she did was cut her hair, but I appreciate the fact that WWE has picked a lane and they're sticking to it. And once again, they both went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. It didn't work, so I was like, man, can somebody call the cop? When Bells decided actually a knee to the face would be better, so she did that when all of a sudden Oscar was doing arm bars and she was doing ankle locks. And I reminded myself, oh yeah, the Empress of Tomorrow is probably one of the best women's wrestlers ever. She also busted out this awesome German suplex, Es wurde gut gemacht, when Bailey tried for the figure four, but instead she got wham with this code breaker from the second rope. I was like, nice. It really pissed off Miss Damage Control, so she started to destroy Alan the announce table, because I presume she was going to throw her opponent through it, when from nowhere, Shotzi was here, and her mere existence... <laughs> terrified the shit out of Bailey. So I was laughing. I was like, what are you doing? She's not done anything, but you know, no wrestler can handle cuss kind of thing. It drives them crazy. So she got back into the ring and thankfully Oscar did hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. Ah, she got the three. I was like, thanks Flubble Sticks for that. Pull it down, goes up by one. Shotzi and Oscar fist bump afterwards so they are perfectly fine with cheating. And now look, do I think Oscar is going to beat EO Sky? No, but was it nice that she got some momentum beforehand? Yes. And will they have an absolute banger? You bet your ass. Nice and simple. Up. When we got to our main event segment, and what a smackdown this was, because it was the Grayson Waller effect with John Chayna. Waller was so good here as well, because he was all like, oh man, Cena, it must be a dream for you to be on my show, because I'm such a wonderful star, and you're nothing but a piece of trash. This is also making me laugh as well, because the whole point is that John Cena just goes on and on and on. He never stops talking. And throughout this segment... He didn't say a word. This is mostly because Grayson kept cutting him off, including going, you are nothing but a dirty liar, Mr. Cena, because you told the WWE Universe that you were going to come back, and instead, you're just being a lowly special guest referee. And he spat on him. Didn't. One of them admitted that Cena may be the greatest of all time, but he's not the greatest right now. It's like, man, 
That's a really good line. And also, let's go back to WrestleMania. Let's go back to Austin Theory. You lost. This prompted John to just take his t-shirt off. Once again, I was like, that would never happen in real life. And just as they were about to get to the fisticuffs, the shenanigans were back, because out came Jimmy Uso. Now, I cannot handle Jimmy Uso's new theme, because it does sound like some kind of medieval keyboard. And every time I'm like, oh man, interesting. Here comes King Arthur. Now this does make sense, because of course they got into it a couple of weeks ago. And that's what Jim said. He was like, I don't forget what you did to me, Cena. So if I were you, I'd leave the ring. Otherwise, we're going to have a punch-up. He went after Grayson too and called him Kangaroo Jacks. Well, I was laughing again because this was absolute chaos. When it continued, because out came Sola Sokoa with Paul Heyman. Now, Sola got right in the ring and he got in John Cena's face and you could feel the electricity, there's that word again, in the crowd. When he turned around, <laughs> he started to strangle Jimmy Uso when he changed his mind and he hit John Cena with a kick that was super. What is going on? Uso just decided he would help out as well, so they were putting the boots to John as Grayson Waller kind of looked on and laughed. When AJ Styles' music hit, he came out, he helped John Cena, and eventually the good guys got rid of the bad guys, and Paul Heyman did tell Sola Sokoa to help Jimmy Uso when he was about to be hit with the AA. I don't think the solo wanted to do it. That really was an awesome segment, because like we've already talked about, we were just crossing the streams here. And if it was any other episode, I would give a down to the Jim Uso stuff, because why would he want to get back into the bloodline? But honestly, sometimes I just want to enjoy what is on my television set. And this was so wild, I had a terrific time. Also, again, I like the fact that AJ Styles and John Cena are probably going to be a tag team. What universe are we living in? I mean, the WWE one, they tell us that all the time. Up. So all of those little foibles don't matter this week because like I say, this is one that you should check out. You will just laugh and chuckle your way through it and probably say to yourself, <laughs> this is why I do like wrestling. It is pretty good. So overall, SmackDown is getting that old up. Now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of SmackDown. Like the video, share the video and subscribe. Click the video on the screen, which is AEW Dynamite Ups and Downs because I like to review all the shows. And in terms of WrestleMania 40, I think we're going to do it. Roman Reigns versus The Rock. What the flub do we do with Cody? I tell you what we do. We do Cody Rhodes versus John Cena, and everything will be right with me. There go the comments. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.